0: What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. On this episode today, we have Josh Lehman. He is with the Columbus-level guys, and they have been making a ruckus in the game lately. Uh, They've been really playing up to their potential, and it's very, very cool to see an Ohio team do that um, as of late, and it's the uh, it's the coolest thing because you know you see teams kind of fall apart here and there. Or you see players get cherry picked off of these other teams, and and it's tough, man, because you you know that a lot of those players playing together have played for a long time, and then when they start separating and joining the other these other teams, um, you just I don't know. You you like seeing these teams come up who have you know, the, the players themselves have played on the same team and just have worked hard together and hit the grindstone together and, uh, and, you know, have victories together and win together and lose and all the, you know, the shit in between, but watching Columbus level, Josh and Dave um, and Robbie and the crew and everybody really kind of step up and, uh, and kind of prove to everybody that they can really play with the best has been a uh, a very cool thing and i think it's going to be uh i think it's going to be an awesome event at cup i think a lot of teams are going to show up with some big chips on their shoulders and as cup is though right we we know this this is this is world cup this is what you know everybody has been you know itching for and you know everybody salivates for a world cup trophy and win and the the memories made there are you know undeniable and uh it's it's very fortunate that I have a world cup win and you know there's obviously people out there who have multiple but there's nothing like it and uh to do it with a group of guys that you have just been the whole year just up and down and in the trenches with uh it's it's a great feeling so I know there's going to be a lot of teams, a lot of teams that are going to show up at Cup. Not just literally, but, I mean, you have teams that are just, they could go the whole year not doing shit, and then they show up at Cup, and it's like, where the fuck has this been? And um, and that's what Cup is, man. People show up, and they play, and their game comes out, and it's, uh, it's awesome to see. And I wish I was going because it would be... It's just the field looks cool, the uh, the atmosphere is awesome, and, and it's fucking cup, man. It's fucking cup. So I won't jaw at your eardrums anymore. So here is the podcast with Josh Lehman. I mean, it's not like there's a lot of like super Controversial stuff that like, I, no, I know no. that's like happening or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah, you know, it's uh pretty basic. Okay,
1: awesome. Well, excited. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this. This is uh really exciting. I'm looking forward to doing
0: it. Just chatting. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for uh, for yeah. coming on. Of course. Yeah, we've had. Let's see. I mean, I it's I I've known. I, I'm trying to think of who exactly told me to have you on the podcast and I know it was like a March. couple of years. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, man, yeah, I, but <laughs> I wanted to, I, I feel, I felt like I needed to kind of like play with you a little bit more like on the field, kind of get to know you a little bit more. Not that that would probably have affected our conversation at all, but I think more no. or less of just like, it's, it's one of those things I feel like another Ohio guy who mm-hmm. I'm, probably knows more about me than I do about him. And I, I just wanted to make it a little bit more like, you know, personal, like on the same level and not feel so kind of like lopsided on one side. I wanted, I wanted to feel inviting,
1: Yeah, you know? I appreciate that. I remember when Mark suggested, we we have this conversation on many years ago and I remember sitting there thinking like, you know, I know Carl, but Carl has no idea who I am. <laughs> and this is a legendary paintball player from Ohio. So it's like, okay, this is pretty cool. Cause I, you know, you grew up watching, you know people like you play and it's it's really cool to just be around people who have been in the game for so long and have just this insane level of knowledge about the game and you know you're a legend in the game so at the time I remember sitting there thinking I don't know why Carl would want to have me on his podcast but okay that would be <laughs> cool to do sometime you know maybe down the road and so I'm really excited to be here today to talk with you and just share a little bit of my knowledge and background in the game a little bit about my history history of level and all the guys on the team
0: yeah man I, I appreciate all all the uh, nice you know the nice words that you have for me and I don't know if it's yeah. legendary status but you know it's it's yeah. um I, I at the same time it sucks that we Ohio has this kind of regional feel to it to where I feel like the northern guys have kind of this um. Central Michigan, Southern Michigan kind of uh, attractiveness to them because I feel like all those guys played a lot together. And then I feel like the Southern Ohio guys played a lot with um, probably bordering states uh, yeah. down there more or less than obviously us up here who's mostly just Michigan players we usually play against. But but I think you guys have something really exciting happening now, and I think Pando obviously has a big hand in that with with making a facility that is – Mm -hmm. not trying to trash any other field, but like worth traveling to, to not, not only Mm -hmm. for the field itself, but for the competition that actually shows up, if that makes any sense.
1: It does. Dave has put a lot of work into the field. I mean, the team is itself has put some work into the field to help lay down some of the turf. And it's amazing just to see his passion for the game. I mean, I've known Dave for a long time i mean it goes back to the ncpa days and and i remember when i was at the university of akron i was talking to some friends about wanting to start a paintball team at the university of akron and so many years ago one of my best friends was at ou and he he put me in touch with dave and having a chance to talk to dave and he i mean he literally gave me the framework for everything OU did to get their club off the ground and that was i mean over a decade ago now I've, i've gotten to know dave and he just loves the game and it's cool to see him realize his dream because I remember him saying so many years ago, I want to own a field. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny to kind of get to know some of his family over the years and, and see that that's not just something that was recent in Dave's life as he grew into an adult. That's something that goes back to him being just a kid, as a young kid, just dreaming to be an entrepreneur. And his passion for the game is unmistakable. And, and that's really what is exciting to see is he's grown level up, not only on the speedball side, but on the recreational side. And all of the work that he's put in, his employees there, they love him. They have a good time, and he just has a great atmosphere for the game. And it's cool to see it growing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And just like you said, recreationally, as alongside the tournament side, which I think is huge, especially mm-hmm. in his line where he's at, obviously being owner of the field. Yep. If he wants to grow to that field, then, man, that rec side's got to be sweet, which it is, and yep. it's continually growing. Um, but I think what helps on your guys's end is that he is so approachable and straightforward, excuse me, um, straightforward with, with you guys on, uh, somebody who, who will tell you to it straight, but also will, would be there if, uh, if you got to talk, you know, if you got, if you need somebody to talk to, or if you just have something that you got to come, you know, bring off of your chest, uh, or a concern for the team or something like that. But as I say that, if you bring bullshit to the table, I mean, he, he's one where it's like, man, he's going to tell you how it is. And it's just, you know, if, if it's not working out, it's not working out. Um, if you know, he thinks something has to change or go in a certain direction, he won't be shy. Obviously he has, you know, some at stake with his name on your guys' chest. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also, I think it really shows how dedicated he is to wanting a caliber team and provide them with, you know, the best possibility to win.
1: Yep. And I think it goes back to I've had so many conversations with Dave since we've been a part of his field and having him just come to me and say, Josh, what do you guys need to be successful? I mean, that even goes back to when we first came to him on a semi pro level and he just wants to know how he can make this team successful. And that to me just shows how much he cares about us as players and us as a team. And yeah, he does have something at stake with his name on the jersey. But getting to see him just light up when we're able to be successful. When you guys like light people Chicago. up. Yeah, when we light people he up, lights, he lights up. He
0: lights up. <laughs> he lights up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so cool to get to see that out of him because it's it's like a kid at Christmas when, mm-hmm. when Dave is out there just full of energy and – it was uh chicago obviously was a really exciting event for us because it was a culmination of a lot of efforts coming together but seeing dave wearing harris hussein shoes around his neck in the pit, just <laughs> having a good time yeah and that was that was something special
0: yeah yeah man he's he enjoys being in the trenches with everybody yeah. and i think that's that's a big thing that's a that's a real big thing um so my hat is off to Dave and what he's doing for you guys and, and for Ohio paintball uh, yep. in general.
1: We wouldn't have what we would we do without him. I mean, Dave mm. really has been um, the catalyst to, to get us to launch this level. Yeah, something that we talked about, uh, you know, over the years and, and people who know the history of this team, it, it really is a bunch of guys that have played together for a long time. And I remember coming into, you know, the uh, before we ended up at level up we were concerned that we weren't going to be able to stay together dave really became that glue that helped hold us together keep us going keep us pushing in the same direction and you know that's just that's who dave has been for us and there's been a lot of people in ohio over the years that have been a part of that too that's what's really special i think about midwest paintball is it's not just one person it, it's the culmination of efforts mm-hmm. from every field every player every person we have ever played against i mean you talk about mark schulte and everybody that's yeah. been a part of you know Ohio paintball, Midwest paintball, PA paintball, like everything through this region. It is, is the culmination of efforts to get to this kind of level.
0: Yeah. And having, having uh, level up be a, a central point for, for competition paintball um, in this region, I think is just, is so key to Huge. the sport. Um, and for the, for the growing generations coming up, I think it, it has been already such a big factor for that. And then on top of that, um, just the growth of sport in that region and in the Ohio State in general I think is is just been it's been huge. Um, I, I want to get to kind of your beginning on that because did you actually did you come from the drop zone side of things or, or, or yeah. but even maybe even before yep. well maybe even before we get to that where yep. where did paintball kind of Yep. Serpentaneously work its way into your life and slowly yep. work its venom through your, vein, your veins.
1: <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> uh, you know, to me, paintball started with one of my best friends. I grew up next to a guy, Jimmy Ekman. and one, you know, his his cousin across the the lake in the allotment we lived in was the older cousin we kind of looked up to, and he was the cool cool older cousin that had uh, got a paintball gun, you know, in the the nineties, and uh, we thought it was kind of cool. Wanted to try it out finally convinced our parents to let us go to Walmart and buy some Brass Eagle Talons. We weren't allowed to shoot at each other. Had to shoot at targets. Yep. And and then it, too just dangerous. Became, it just became this, you know, Oh, and what was dangerous is how we probably started out playing. I won't go down that road too much. I can probably proper, picture it. Too. Proper <laughs> proper safety gear was not used in the first few games of play, but we finally got there. And then um, I remember all those years ago trying to even just find a field in Ohio because back then I didn't really have – you know, Google in the same way we do now, it was just, you know, trying to figure out what, where am I going to go play? What, mm-hmm. what are some good places to play at? And I remember actually sitting in a local restaurant and, uh, in Columbus uh, for many years. Oh, you Akron, 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 so Akron. Okay. I'm from the Akron area. Yep. And this kid across this, this uh, table, I'm sitting there talking to my parents about paintball and how Jimmy and I had played some paintball that day. And he says, well, have you ever been to splat paintball? In Canal Fulton, I'm like, I've never even heard of it. He's like, well, there's this website called PB Review. Go on PB Review. You can find all these fields. And so I go on PB Review. I look up Splat Paintball. I started, you know, playing at my first field at Splat. And I remember we would mow lawns, weed, flower beds, do anything we could just to scrounge up some pennies to go play paintball. And we would play a handful of times a year, and it just became this out of control, snowball rolling down a hill of how much we love playing this game and then you know i, I kind of the three amigos adam zaner jimmy and i you know we've all grown up playing the game together we were all best friends grew up together and we just started getting into going to splat paintball many mm-hmm. years ago and then it eventually turned into going to TPA paintball playing at college and then to drop zone and I mean, there's a whole story that I could probably spend, you know, a day talking about of my life in paintball, but it just yeah. became that addiction, you know, and mm-hmm. being able to play with my friends. And, and that's what's so cool about this team is it's really evolved into this, as I mentioned, early culmination in, in this state and really region where all these guys that we've had a chance to play with on other teams or against on other teams over the years made a lot of great friendships out of it. And it's come together to build this really special team where we just all enjoy each other's company. I yeah. mean, that's what I think is really special about paintball, especially when you talk about it I mean, in, in, in any level. It's really that brotherhood on the field, right? But it's really cool when you have that brotherhood off the field. And that's what paintball really builds.
0: Yeah. And especially if you can get guys that are semi, semi-somewhat local. And that way, like you said, that off-the-field camaraderie only you know, only helps in almost all ways everything that accumulates on the field. I mean, mm-hmm. just trust, friendships, everything. I mean look at look at um, you know, a lot of the teams that are based in these uh, these big areas where guys live, where the majority of the guys are local. I mean, a lot of those guys are successful and it's um you know, with you know, the only thing I can think of though, thinking about that. Yep. Uh Even though they're not local, Houston Heat with the array of guys that they have on their team, I don't think who's I mean, where is local for Houston Heat? Because I feel like they have uh, you know a handful of guys from PA, they have a couple guys from uh, from Texas or or more, a few guys in Chicago. But then again, if you think about it, they all play paintball. I mean, that's what they do. So they they become local. And they travel all together and everything like that. So, I mean, that's, I guess, when you can afford to do that and have the guys always be around. Um, but those guys are also putting in the work, thinking about it. They're putting in the work no matter what and, and playing, um, yep. even though not with the entire team. They're playing, you know, with a few other local guys or, or whatever just to keep the sword sharp, right? Yep. We
1: used to go out and play with uh, Chad, Ryan, Sam, Tim a lot of times actually out in PA P3 and it was always great to get to grind with them even as we were kind of going through the ranks. It was uh, all of those little things that when you're playing divisional paintball make a world difference when you can go out and play the best of the best and just get beat down at practice. And and so it's great to have some of those guys local here to us and, and have that experience that has really helped form our team and our skills over the years mm-hmm. and i think that's so important when you talk about just progressing through the game as a divisional team we would go out even um every step through the divisional levels so since i've joined the team that is now the modern iteration i guess of level up we would go out every event and one of our layout weekends was always playing revo every mm-hmm. single weekend we you know every single event we would travel out to pap in maryland and we'd stay out there and, play an amazing team, right? It was a very good team. And so getting to play those guys on a regular basis has been a big part of what has helped us over the years gain a lot of uh, skill and confidence in ourselves to compete at this level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of uh, players coming up probably wonder why we always talk about playing, uh, you know, people who are always better than us. Because I, th- I think growing up, at least my mindset was, was always, was always to do that, right? I always wanted to play... Against whoever I thought was going to be the most challenging, Um, you know, even yeah, even growing up and through uh, my career, I always wanted to play against who would challenge me the most. And not to take away from any anybody who I wouldn't play against, but it it was. I mean, I guess we're just generally speaking. But I mean, uh, going through and, and always wanting to kind of face against that, you you have your your mistakes and your um your lack of knowledge in an area or your lack of skill in an area really kind of come through when you play against somebody who can really kind of brighten that area on you and playing um i'm trying to think of it because so many players are like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to be on your team, or I want to do, I want to, you know, do this. I was like, no, dude, play, play against me, man. Like, I know yep. winning is fun. Every, winning yep. is fun. But whenever I have, um, at least coming up, everybody was like wanting to play with me or, or this. I was like, no, it's like, no, 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 no. Let's let's play against each other. Let's figure out yep. ways to like let's rotate lines and let's play against each other because then it's not just, um, you know, this line of four or five guys who are just shitting on everybody you know, the whole weekend, it's more or less like, okay, well, we know that we can win a point because we just did, but let's try this out because maybe you're getting overly confident doing this because you haven't had a flaw come to life yet. And maybe I can kind of extract that from you and now you can get even better. So that's what I always try and kind of relay to a lot of the guys coming up is like, dude, yeah, winning is, is fun, but when you're learning that's when you're really kind of getting, you know, getting the shit beat out of you and just kind of like, but then also that goes with like how you take it because a lot of people, and I think that's a lot of reason why for uh, sports in general or even life in general, kind of across the board, why there's so many people um, who look down on the, on the successful ones because they quit, well, why, you know, I quit, why didn't that guy quit? Well, what did he do that's better than me? It was like, he learned from his mistakes and continued to push on whenever, because it's not like nobody ever not makes a mistake. I mean, and I I feel the same way when people talk about like celebrities or just successful people in general or anything. It's like, it's like they were dropped in that position and they're perfect and they didn't have to do anything. They're just, they're just there. I mean, it's, it's crazy the, the struggle that people have to go through, and we and you know this as a you know professional paintball player of the sacrifices and the struggle that that you have to go through. Nothing is just handed to us, and um, to to go through all of this, and for people to just so easily kind of slip into a excuse mindset is so is so frustrating and it's it's so hard to convey to some people that it's like no this is like an obsession where you have to really take into consideration what you want to do as a player even as a young player like do are you just doing this for fun or are you really willing to travel and and to relocate to where you're really going to have your um your 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 lacking areas Come up to the surface and to be able to swallow that pride and really kind of take in this this mentality of like, okay, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I need to really consider what I want to do and if I want to get better, just hit the grindstone and and really figure out who I want to be as far as a player goes and ask the right questions. Meaning, asking any question. I mean, just don't don't let this uh, this whole thing build up to where you you people become. Overwhelmed with positive feedback. Do you know what you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a basis of really not even just when you get outside of professional sports, but just personal development. I mean, the road to success is paved with failure, right? There's always challenges that you have to face in life to learn, and it's very evident in paintball. You're not going to win every event. If you do, I mean, hats off to you, but you're not. that, That is a hard thing to do. You have to be always on. I mean, and it takes a little bit of luck to win an event on top of just having the skill and teamwork. Mm -hmm. But as, as, as a group, I think you always have to look at it as a team perspective. How are we working together to achieve this goal? Because paintball is such a team game and the success on the field isn't going to happen from one player. Certainly one player can go out and break through and win some points, but It takes a team to win matches and it takes a team on fire to win an event. And being able to face your shortcomings as individuals on a team, it's so important to be able to look at that and understand, you know, how do I need to be better as a player so that I'm going to be doing what is best for my team? Mm -hmm. That's something you really have to look at because if you're not putting every ounce of effort into being the best you can be as a player, you're doing your team a disservice. And and now granted, I mean, I've always said to people at the end of the day, paintball is about having fun. Like you Mm -hmm. have to love this game. You're not making millions of dollars playing this game. Nobody's making millions of dollars playing this game. You're out here because you love the game. Everybody in this industry is here because they love the game. And that's what is so cool to me about this sport because it is passion that drives the interest. And so, there's always got to be that spectrum of, you know, am, am I in this to win and play at the highest level? Yeah. And if you are, that's awesome. If you're not, if you got to be honest with yourself and with your team. And uh, if, if that's where you're at and then say, you know, I, I, guys, I got to step away from that a little bit. We've had people yeah. that have done that over the years. And this team has seen so many people be a part of this program over the years that are amazing paintball players that if they, had continued playing with us, I would not be a starter right now on on the line. I would be sitting on the bench because we'd have some team players that would be playing better than I am. I mean, (laughs) it's exciting when those people are on your team. It's sad to see them go. It's awesome to still stay in touch with them. But that's the challenge with any paintball team. I mean, you always have that time clock everyone kind of has that time clock where you're getting two points in your life where other things become priorities where family comes into play where education comes into play where life comes into play and you have to balance that so i think really when you talk about the, the the value of just being dedicated to learning from your failures when you're talking about it from the competitive side of paintball it really just comes down to also understanding that at a team level. One of my favorite quotes is from John Wooden, who's one of the winningest coaches in um, sports, in college sports history. And his quote is, and it's kind of paraphrasing, I'm trying to remember it exactly, but essentially it's, never try to be better than anyone else, but never cease trying to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And his whole mentality goes around putting every ounce of effort you have into preparing and the score on the scoreboard at the end of the day will show the results of that. And if yep. you lose and you lose to a team that's better than you, that's okay. As long as you can say to yourself, I put every ounce of effort into preparing for this game. Yep. So I, I think that's a mantra I really try to live by. And I think a lot of the guys on this team, that's something we all try to live by very, uh, very closely because we we recognize that's a very big uphill climb in this division I mean, jumping through the divisions and into pro. I mean, it's a, it's a big jump. When you get to go into the pro division and you get to see some of these teams that have some very seasoned, talented all-stars that you're facing and the realization that these players, they're human, you know, they're not Mm. some mythical level of greatness. They're great players. They're amazing players you know, they're, it takes a lot to beat an impact or a heat or a dynasty or, or. name any of the top teams but you have to realize that belief in yourself i think is one of the most important things you can have in sports or in life and it it just comes from i am kind of rambling on on that that mo- that mantra but it comes back to you have to learn from your failures you have to fail before you can really believe in yourself yeah. because you have to see yourself at a lower point or you have to understand the challenges you're going to face in life before you can really believe that you're gonna succeed. Because if it just comes easy, when you do hit a roadblock, you're going to have a hard time getting past that roadblock, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, and dude, I, you hit the nail right on the head. And, and to add on to that, it's, I, I thought of it as too, like, it, it's showing up to the battles to win the war, mm-hmm. right? And And that's the easy part. Right. The the, the most the, the most mundane, small little things I think of as battles. Right. You know, getting up early, working out, uh, you know, just getting a podcast out or, or anything, showing up to a practice, whatever it may be. That's the easy stuff that some people just can't even, even just showing up to a practice. That's some of the stuff that some people who think that they're dedicated to a team or even if they show up late, it's like, man, the easy thing is just showing up on time, showing up and then showing up on time. And then put the work in on top of that, and then there's another little battle on top of that, and that's all eventually to win the war. Intentionality,
1: and, intentionality of practice. You are here to work. It is you are here to put in the work.
0: Yeah, yeah. You pat yourself on the back for for being here, but now it's time to go to work. Right? We're here now. Let's go to work. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why, I. Was honest with with Dave uh, and everybody on the team of why why I just couldn't fully commit to the to the team. Not that I don't think I'd be able to make it to the events, uh, because I think I could. Um, it's just the amount of dedication in between events that has to happen. The passion is there, believe me. Yep. The the, the, <laughs> the passion is there, man. Um, you could you could probably have sensed it when I we practiced those few times together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the one. I think it was early on in the beginning of this year, um, and I think uh, yeah because it had to have been, because we you guys had a fire and everything, and I think I did, I talked to you guys for a little bit because some guys were showing up late and the whole practice yep. kind of went off late and everything and I was like, uh, we get something's got to happen and uh, yep. not that that had any kind of you know impact but I was just saying like um, I mean you can kind of see like. Where how much it meant to me, and then even yeah. playing that little bit together uh, not that long ago, uh, which was a ton of fun. I think I was even there for a 10 man practice, but I was like yep. in between 10 man games, I was coming over, coming over. and putting in points. That. Dude, that was so much fun. Um, playing with an emac on an X ball field was awesome, um, which I would do if somebody would let me. Uh, but <laughs> new format, that's what I'm saying. New I format. Um, but it's. Uh, You know, I think you guys have finally kind of come across that because, in in retrospect, looking at the Houston Heat win uh, prior to the Chicago event, right? It was at the end of of the Philly event, okay. On paper, it was a win, but looking at it, it was just a prelim win, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's what it was—just a prelim win. But which you, you guys could have taken that as like, "Yay Yahoo for us." But you could have also looked at it how I think you guys did was like, no fucking duh, we beat them, like that we've been we've been training for this this whole time. Like, yeah, you you celebrated in the moment, but at the same time, it's like where has this been? We we've had that so much with AfterShock, you know, through the, when we beat the, some of these teams. Like, dude, why can't this happen all the time? Like this yeah. this level of just assertiveness and 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 focus, and you guys obviously brought that into Chicago, and I I personally just think that um, I, I don't think you guys got in over your heads, I don't think it was anything like that, I just think it was the preparedness of of an X Factor on Sunday compared to you guys was just, it was well, not the same level, right? I mean, Sunday is such a different day than even winning all of your games in the prelims. Sunday has such a different feeling and to to really kind of hone that and really encompass that feeling you have to like you're starting from zero again you want to take that momentum into Sunday but the the teams that show up on Sunday man they are no joke
1: yeah They're, they're they're the best teams at the event in the pro division that's that's saying something when they're there on Sunday and they're in that round and I think the thing that was really encouraging, exciting, uh, and awesome for me to see at that event was when we lost the X Factor. It was amazing when you have a skinny Kevin from Dynasty or a Mike Hinman coming over. And you know all these top-level coaches coming over saying, you guys, you've got it. Like keep it going and you know I know Ryan Brand had a chance to talk with Robbie and share some of his feedback I'm like this is how we prepare to beat you like these mm-hmm. are the things we see like these teams have been in the division for so long they've been practiced in their process and they know how to prepare for games in the prelims and they know how to prepare for games in the finals rounds on Sunday and it's it's a different ball game and getting at every event we get one more little tip, one more little trick, one more little thing we learn from one of these teams I and mean, we're always watching we're always observing. If you see me in the pits, I'm watching the game, but I'm also watching what's going on in the pits because mm-hmm. part of winning a game is having good organization in the pits, having a good process absolutely And you know it's the same with the team meetings you have every night. So it's getting those little tips and tricks from some of these top minds in the game that have been around for so long that really are helping us to understand how can we, Evolve as a team and be better and be more prepared for the next time. I think part of the after uh, part of the um, X Factor hill to climb was we were just like on such a high and it, it you know you can only ride that high for so long. But there's also the level of preparedness that that team brings when they come to play you. Now we understand a little bit better how to prepare mm-hmm. when we're going into Sunday, and, and so I'm excited to get our next round on Sunday because we now know a little bit more and we're that much more dangerous and we've proven that we can't be slept on. You know, you don't want to sleep on us because we're working hard. I mean, we we are putting in the work as much as we possibly can. Everybody is at the gym. We're doing a fitness challenge right now. Once I get off this, I got to go do my fitness challenge for the day. So yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we're really working to make sure that we are prepared. It kind of goes back to that quote I mentioned earlier, putting everything you have into being prepared, so you can take every variable out of the game. And, and that way to score at the end of the day is reflective of the effort you put into that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I really hope that – that, and what it sounds like is everybody took like one minute to really be kind of, well, this fucking sucks. And then that minute went by and like, okay, let's get back at it. Like we know what we can do. And because that's – I mean that's what kind of – that's what crumbles teams, man, is, is having that potential – and not being able to come to fruition and really show up when needed. Um, And there's, there's a lot of teams out there that, that comes down to Sunday and they just, for some, whatever reason, just, and and that's the thing. That's just one level of Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to win that first tournament, which is Saturday or, you know, which is prelims. You have to win that Mm -hmm. tournament. And then every game after, after that, I feel like is, is a, a, a finals tournament, you know, finals Mm -hmm. game, every game after that. And it's no joke to win a tournament, man. And obviously anybody can win. That's, that's the greatest thing is anybody can be, have a weekend. Mm -hmm. That's, that's another thing I love about paintball is that, um, and why I like paintball, um, compared to like all of these, uh, individual sports is that yes, Everything is on you when you're playing some kind of individual sport, uh, no matter what it is, golf, jiu-jitsu, fucking whatever it may be. You have to show up. I mean, it's on you. But it's a beautiful thing when you have a, a team of 10-plus guys who all mm-hmm. clock in, who all experience this magnificent thing together, and, and have heartbreak or have victory, but all have the will... And the mentality to just move forward and 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 do it together, uh, ride or die. It's the,
1: it's the brotherhood of the game. I mean, yeah. That's really what it comes down to and why I've always loved this, this sport. I've met so many amazing people through this game that I would not trade the world for. It's awesome to have the friendships that I have from my best friends that I started playing the game with. I'm actually super excited because Jimmy's coming down to World Cup. This is the first time I've been to a national event with him since I think Chicago 2010, because he got out of the game years ago. And he's coming down to World Cup to pit for us. I'm just like, this is cool because this is the guy I grew up playing with, and I was bummed Adam wouldn't be able to make it. But you know, it's there's there's such a level of um, uh, morale boost of just energy that comes from playing with guys that you've grown up with. I mean, a lot of the guys on this team played against each other in the NCPA, played, you know, going back past that, played with each other at TPA, at at Drop Zone, over the years, played in the MSXLs and some of the regional events. And we have spent countless nights in hotels. We've had many shenanigans, uh, which I will not talk about on this podcast, and had (laughs) a good time over the years just being friends off the field. And that is what I think really makes a difference for us because we've faced a lot of failure over the years. And you look at our semi-pro year in 20, um, 2019, you know, we came into that season and, what, second place. Then we lost to AC Diesel in the quarterfinals and what was actually a fairly close game. The score doesn't reflect that, but we ended up in like a – 12 minute first point that we threw away and would have been up 1-0 on this ridiculously long point. And you know, that's a whole story in and of itself. And then second place the next event, and then a couple bad calls and a few missteps, and all of a sudden our entire season is blown mm-hmm. when we missed Sunday in, I think that was Chicago, 2019. And then World Cup was another repeat of that. And it's just demoralizing when that happens. But when you have a group of guys that Our support structure on the field, off the field. I mean, we we are that way for each other off the field, outside of the game, just playing video games throughout the week, checking in, asking people how they're doing. It's just, it's a support structure. It's a family, and we say that all the time: family paintball, and it really is. And um, you know, that's why it's hard to see some of the guys that have been with us over the years not playing on the team anymore. But when you get to talk to them after the event, and they're just so elated to. Mm -hmm to know where we've been able to, to get to, and they've been a part of that. It's, it's, that to me is the win. It's a win for like Ohio for Midwest paintball to, to be at this level. I mean, and this is, I guess in the modern iteration of paintball, the, the NXL is and PSP, even this is the first professional team out of Ohio. Um, I mean, I know there were years ago, you know, back at some of the older leagues, but it's really cool to be a part of that because it's hard. I mean, you know, that being on aftershock, I mean, you, you have to, travel you have to find a way to play better teams and it's hard because if you look at a map and you put geographically where all those other teams are it's a long way to go yeah. to get to any of those teams and it costs a lot of money and you know it it's
0: and stay sharp in the off season
1: yeah exactly and you mm, sitting there with the fire level up sports while it's snowing yeah. trying to stay warm you know, come yeah. off after a point sitting at the fire warming up your hands i mean We'll be doing that all winter, and Dave's got a nice little fire pit for us. We got some firewood down there. We'll bring mm-hmm. it down, and um, hopefully it doesn't get you know negative temperatures this winter. We've been lucky with some warmer winters, but you look at other teams that can grind in the offseason in 60, 70-degree weather, and we're sitting there
0: praying for 20 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> so, right? Yeah yeah it it's uh it it killed me when I wasn't able to make it uh this past weekend because i was oh dude I was looking forward to it the weather was looking halfway decent and and I just i tweaked something in my knee and I was like oh, i it it was one of those it was one of those feelings where it's like like I could walk on it I can kind of move around a little bit, but as soon as I start kind of like moving around on the ball of my foot like you do yep. in, in paintball and you kind of just start, it's, I know. And I cut a corner or something like that. It's, you don't want to mess with that. Not good. Nope. And, it, and it felt deep too. It was one mm-hmm. of the deeper ones. I don't know if it was something with a meniscus or if it was some kind of like a tendon or something, but dude, I just, I babied the shit out of it. And I'm probably yep. right now, like, I don't know, 75, like 80%, I would say. Yep. So but I know that you guys are traveling this upcoming weekend um, mm-hmm. as you yep. guys normally do. And then the events after that. So I'm like, Oh, well, I'll, maybe I'll just go down and level up anyway and just play. Yep. Whoever's done. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody going to be there, right?
1: Yeah. There'll be some people there. Bring out the mech gun, go play that. Dave's got his Moundsfield put up right now. He's, I don't know if you've seen the Moundsfield yet.
0: I haven't, but I, dude, I've been wanting to play with this damn shocker that I've had and yep. that I've rebuilt for so long. And <laughs> I haven't, and I just – I, I want to break it out.
1: There you go. It sounds like it's a good time to do that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's getting cold, though, man. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: what, 30-something this morning. It
0: was a cold day. Yeah, I think tonight's supposed to be, like, high 20s or something.
1: Yep, I'm very grateful we're playing <laughs> in Florida this weekend for practice and not going to be at level up with, uh, you know, whatever – paint we can get that's gonna come out of our guns at 20 degrees which dude uh, yeah I'll I'll say Falcon has paint that that does that it works great but it's uh it's not pleasant when you're playing in that weather
0: that's a challenge man it's it's one thing to have your body like to throw your body around in the cold Mm -hmm. but then on top of that on top of the struggle of having to do that but then also if you don't have paint that's either breaking or that's just really squirrely. I would I would rather have it shoot straight and bounce, yep. So much more than I would if it was like brittle, but you couldn't hit a fucking you know, broadside of a barn. Yep,
1: that's just... the same conversation we had this last weekend. We, <laughs> so we ended up opting for a, a, a mid grade paint because we knew if we bought tournament paint this last weekend, it was in the forties and fifties when we were playing. Mm-hmm. And we go out there and you bring a tournament paint. You, you never know in Ohio, it could be just that that fragile batch that's going to just blow up yeah. you know when, because it's too cold it's just you don't play in 40 50 degree weather and the paints at tournament level is not built for that yeah. so we we opted for a mid grade paint because you were playing ourselves and if it bounces we're going out and there were a lot of bounces last weekend but it shot straight
0: yeah yeah the last thing i want to do is be cold and then be cold while i'm like digging soup out of my marker and yes. my barrel and everything because it just doesn't <laughs> dude it sounds terrible i hate even talking about it yeah (laughs) we've all had those miserable experiences oh dude fucking midwest paintball right every time i talk about it that's exactly what
1: it's not snow it's something else
0: and it changes daily yep it will change daily i think it just started raining and i don't even know there was rain on the on the forecast today (laughs) whatever um so are you guys playing uh damage down in florida
1: uh, so damage is actually in our prelim bracket, so we're not playing damage this time. Damage is usually one of our sparring partners, but this mm. time, um, again, damage is in our prelim bracket. So we'll be playing uh, Heat and Revo uh, this weekend, and then we'll actually also play Revo on the Wednesday before the event. So we've got a couple, three more days of solid practice lined up before the event kicks off.
0: Fucking A, man. So, that's yeah, that's a lineup of teams.
1: Yep. it's It's been great. I mean, just the relationships that, that Dave and Robbie have and i think just showing up and showing that we know how to play and we try to be that respectful sparring partner too i mean we're going out there and we know you know we're here to show you that we we're here to compete and we're here to be respectful of these other teams out there and when we're playing anybody we want to go out and be the honest team that's playing the best we can and trying to you know go out not cheat at practice because as a new team you have to do that in any division i mean yeah. if you're playing that better team whatever division I really just would always tell people: you need to just be be a good guest. Be you honest. You want to be invited back, yeah. You want to be invited back. You got to be honest, and that's so important. When we were playing Rev over the years, or Damage, as we have been in the in, as our sparring partner in the pro division, or, or any of these teams we get to play mm-hmm. against, you know, come tournament day, we're gonna play you know our hardest, but yeah, and, and we're gonna put everything out there. But in practice, we're gonna be you know respectful we're going to be competitive we're going to push you um but we're going to be level-headed when we play these teams and that's that's so important and i think that's really served us well in being yeah. able to develop good relationships with a lot of teams and have just the opportunity to play iron men and aftermath and thunder and we've played all of these teams in practice you know over, over this year And damage in particular you know, right. it's been great to have the support of joey and his team because they they've really helped us learn a lot about the game
0: yeah dude um... i I always I always thought of, you know, practice has always been like it's practice. And if you're practicing against another pro team, you have nothing to prove but everything to gain. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, it's practice. You you're supposed to be focusing on on what you can do better, not trying to prove that you are better than the other team. It's it some some of the mindsets are just kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to be wants to just like just shit all over the other team. I was like, "Well, I mean, then then what? I mean, how many times have you heard, like, man, we were, we just had an amazing weekend of paintball. We, we just like 90% of the points, we shit on everybody. And then, you know, come Friday or Saturday or whatever, it's like, well, where was that? Where, where was yep. that play that, that boasting play that you were talking about? And then, you know, oh, well. well, you cheat at practice, you show up at the event, there's reps at the event, you know, it, it's not going to go too well.
1: And you have to be honest with yourself in in paintball and in life. I mean, you have to be honest with yourself and make sure that you're preparing as best you can. And if you're cheating in practice to win, you're not doing yourself a service. You're, yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: And there's gonna be that moment of those bang, bang plays and those, come on, man, you know, yeah. the, 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 the come on man. Bouncer
1: two right here in the chest, like, you know, off the break.
0: Well, you know what, I, that, I have a big thing with bounces. Mm-hmm. This, this is my whole thing mm-hmm. with bounces is that yeah. if it bounced it bounced oh yeah it, it, like even even like we were talking about how like at practices and stuff where it's like you know I'd rather take the harder paint than the brittle paint or whatever i always say yeah. dude if you get bounced just let me know i yep. like play the play the match 100% like, yeah 100%. I, like, I don't yeah. give a shit like play the match because then we're just playing paintball playing you know, more, more paintball practice. exactly yeah, more exactly. paintball in there. Yep. but oh. just come up to me after we're after the point and you go don't
1: let me know though
0: Hey yeah. man going to the corner you fucking you shot the shit mm-hmm. out of my leg but it bounced I'd be like sweet my lane is I got on my shots
1: on yep but like we you know at least but that but I got to snap shoot with you too like, Yeah, you know exactly. we, we got to snap shoot down the wire I got extra practice I completely agree with you that I have I have no problem as long as people are telling you that in practice that you're getting bounced. That that's that's, that's the only stipulation. On the yep. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yep. Because it's it's and that is the biggest thing. Like, obviously, you know, not everybody on the opposing team that you're practicing is going to be honest with you. Um, number one, they have no obligation to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't have to fucking tell you yep. that whether or not you shot them or or even if they cheated you. Who gives a shit? Fuck yep. you. Like th- yep. they don't they don't care. But as long as at least what I try to do is at least is, is like be honest, ask questions. And if you're playing against your own team, number one, be honest. Because, dude, you want everybody around you to get better. So yep. you don't try and be the best guy on the team. I always thought of it like um, play to your ability and, and learn, you know, learn unconsciously and ever la- like ever – just never stop trying and wanting to be better and learning that you know what i'm saying like just not saying like wanting to be this the best guy because i feel like there's so many people who sometimes think they have to be the best guy out there they have to be the best one on the team and they have to be like just dude everybody knows everyone else's ability i feel like everyone can be like hey man maybe laning is not really your strong suit but you know what is nice is you're very accurate when you run and shoot. So how about you run and shoot to the corner and then work your way into the Dorito? Or just, but again, that comes down to like honesty. And I think that builds off the field um, with with those kind of relationships. And with you guys having the same crew for how long through the trenches, you know, it just shows that that off the field is very strong and just kind of brings it to uh, to what you guys do inside the net.
1: And we've been so good at that over the years. We don't we don't yell at each other. We don't get upset. I mean, we get heated, we get in the moment. We get in competition, but there's never the yelling in the pits, just at Pointing. each other's throats. It's yeah, it, it 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 can get heated, and then immediately it's cooled down. And it's how do we solve the problem? Mm-hmm. And that's that's something you have to do. You you play those teams. I've played those teams over the years where you know hey, if we want to beat this team, all we got to do is win the first point and shoot this one guy off the field and he's going to blow up in the pits and they're just going to be done. You <laughs> yeah. have those teams that you scout. and You know that, you know, that's going to happen. And you got to be level-headed. I mean, it's such a mental game at any, at any level. This is such a mental game. You hear Maddie talk about it all the time on the webcast. 90% mental, mental 10% physical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Physical is huge, but if you have a good mental game, you can overcome a lot of the physical aspects of the game
0: yeah yeah and I think it I think uh longevity of players is just proof of that right of Mm -hmm. how many guys are still playing the game I think because that the, the the physical attributes of paintball are obviously there but dude look at some of the guys not everybody is a super athlete out there so that just straight goes to show you I mean if you look at a football field all those guys are athletes you know, if you're not saying that none of them have, you know, football IQ or whatever, I'm just saying, like, with mm-hmm. paintball, it does, you don't have to bench 450 to, like, to be a great yep. paintball player. Yeah.
1: Of course, you got to be athletic, but you, yeah. It, you it helps if you can the, run to a fucking yes, corner in, yes, in yes.
0: <laughs> longer than 10 seconds or less than 10 seconds, then that helps. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but
1: it, it's a great point. I mean, I, we, I grew up loving the game. You know, I was the kid with the paintball posters in my room, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And you go back and look at that; it's kind of funny to look at an old dynasty poster in my room growing up. And some of the guys that were in that poster are on the team that I'm playing against right now. And that to me is cool. Like that's like I always say, you know, work until your idols become your competition. And and to me, it's so cool to be at this level where, you know, years ago I would have been like. Oh, this this would be amazing if I could just get a chance to play against some of these guys. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I played against a pro player, and I was like, "This is so cool." And now it's just, I want to play against them all. I want to I want to beat them all. I, I you know, and it's it's a yeah. lot of work to do that. These are great players. This they're in this division for a reason, and they've been in this division for years for a reason. But it's that mental game. It's that that ability to pick apart and play the chess that is paintball.
0: Yeah, it's it's that because I dude, I'm in the same boat, man. It was such a weird. Yeah it was such a weird thing. You go, I went from, from Titman and have, I got this, I got a 2003 Mm -hmm. dynasty poster that says Sue Carl on it and has, you know, a bunch of signatures from everybody. And then I go from that to the next following year, playing with all these guys and just having this surreal experience, uh, Mm -hmm. into that world. And it, it really becomes, I think it really kind of transitions when you, not that it's, terrible thing to idolize but I think when when the respect over you know uh overshadows the idolization Mm -hmm. of of players because I think just coming up we're all very naive we we see these guys on pedestals um and we just kind of really set ourselves apart right but then when you kind of start closing that gap I think the respect level is what goes up and the, I'll always, you know, all those guys that I played with and that I played against, and they'll always be my idols, man. But I have, I have way more respect for them now because you, you understand the struggle and the determination and the, the sacrifice needed, to really, vote? to really be in somebody in their position. And what's mm-hmm. weird though, is that, at some point in time, you're gonna be in the, in, in their shoes. You know what I mean? And you might already be. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, you're on a pro team and you, you don't know who's, who looks up to you or who, who, you know, watches your every move. Or I've had so many people come up to me and go, Hey man, I've been watching you, your whole career and, and, and this and that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, I just showed up and play paintball. Like that's all that's, that's. Yep. All I knew how to do was just to play paintball. And I, I never didn't think anybody watched or really because yeah. it was just so fun for me. I got so in the moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that I always I always forgot about a lot of that of of yep. um, being somebody in the sport. I just like being a part of it, a part of the sport. And it was yep. just so fun and still is so it's so fun. I kind of get thrown off sometimes when when uh, somebody says like that I'm a legend or that, you know, or being a part of an all-star team or just kind of because I, I look at it and I'm like, man, it's just, I, it, it goes fast one, mm-hmm. but it's, it, you kind of get lost in it. You know, I, I get lost in it cause I'm just somebody who really loves and, and enjoys the game. And um, you just never know. You never know who's watching.
1: Yeah. I think if you're going to do anything at a, a high competitive level, there's, there is certainly, A love for the game and you can lose yourself in that Mm -hmm. in in the sense that you just are there like you said you were there to play paintball I'm there to play paintball on the weekends I don't play paintball because I'm playing at a professional level I play paintball because it's fun because I'm playing with my friends because I want to win and I show up to the field and when I step on that field everything else just goes away and to me Mm -hmm. there's a buzzer over there and I want to get to that buzzer whatever it takes and everything else just kind of fades out Yep. and I think that's when you play at any level of, of any competitive level of any sport, you're going to have that because whether it's baseball, football, soccer, anything, like you just, I've I've loved playing racquetball for a long time. And I remember playing against some of the the racquetball players in college and it's those, those kids were good. (laughs) Let me tell you, like I've never played racquetball where we have broken split in half, three balls in one game because they're hitting the ball so hard. Oh my gosh. And but I could never play one of those guys one-on-one, but playing cutthroat where you play three people. I mean, you just, I could be playing and all of a sudden four hours have passed and I've just been running around the court and my shirt is completely different color than when I started with. Yeah. And I have no idea that I've been, it's the same thing for paintball. You just yeah. get out there, you play, you love it. And all of a sudden the sun's starting to set.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it, that, Dude, I, feel the exact same way, man. And it's, and I think that's what, and I, I'm sure you've seen it kind of growing up and coming through the sport and realizing your dedication and where you want to be and seeing some guys with so much potential not take it as serious as you, you'd you hoped and really see them kind of uh, go through the journey with you, you know, and, and yep. realize the potential that they have and, and really kind of, but you can only, you know, you can only really go after your own dreams and your own aspirations Mm -hmm. Um, because the more and more you hope for somebody to hope for something for themselves it's almost like not necessarily a lost cause but just like a loss of you know a a loss of energy Mm -hmm. because you just you have to worry about yourself obviously take every you know others into consideration but you really have to like draw that line in the sand and, and be like Every and every day, you know, draw that line in the sand every day and be like, OK, well, who who am I today? Who am I? Who was I yesterday? And Who am I today? And I think the more that you can, the more you, that people can stop comparing themselves to others. And I think social media has, you know, kind of taken over that role of really exacerbating, exacerbating that uh, mm-hmm. that whole side of things, but also bringing people closer together that. You know simultaneously so it's a fucking catch-22 i feel yep. um but the, the more that we can do that and, and the more we can just focus on on gathering information and knowledge and pushing ourselves forward and com- only comparing ourselves to who we were yesterday the better and, and and that goes i feel like in life and then also for uh people playing the sport and wanting to play it at a certain level dude it's like you said you know you're you get lost in the moment and you want to get to that buzzer no matter what it takes, dude. And I felt the same way. It was like, I want to play against the best in the world. And you guys have the opportunity to do that. And you just, you can't have anybody taking it for granted and really, really not be there for the ride. You know, create the moment. And this is so huge for you guys, not to put any pressure on you, but it's mm-hmm. so huge for you guys coming up a World Cup. And... uh to really kind of hone in because every tournament you guys you guys are getting better I mean every practice you're I'm, something's clicking right and World Cup is is such a turning point I feel for you guys because it it it's this blank slate you know and I think that you guys have really kind of honed down your stance on where you guys are at and how serious you take it and, and where you you guys are really pointing as far as where we want to go with this whole thing. And it's, it's, I'm glad that Dave's along for the ride and Robbie and everything. And you guys have a great, uh, captain and and a great leader of the ship and the winds at your back, you know? And, um, you guys just, you gotta continue grinding, man. There's no, there's no slowing down. That's the biggest thing.
1: Yep. I think that is right on point. When, when, we talked about earlier where you have to learn to deal with your success but you also have to learn learn to deal with your failures but you also have to learn to deal with your successes Mm -hmm. and you can't be complacent once you start realizing success because there's still road bumps i mean it is a journey this is this is a journey and life is a journey and along that road you're going to still face challenges and these teams are now out for blood i mean we knocked damage out of the tournament we beat impact I, i remember the team meeting with Dave and, and those guys as we're kind of walking off the field at the end of the day and they were not happy. They're going to be out to to, to beat us.
0: Yeah. And it's not playoffs. like those guys are getting worse. No. No. Dude, Those guys, they've had moments like this. This is just a, a blip yep. for them. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Because they've, exactly. had, they've had moments like this before yep. and then they will come out and win the next tournament or whatever it may be. Yep. So it's not like they're playing any less than you guys or anything. So it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's as serious That's as says, whatever it ever is. Says, this is
1: going to be a real test for us in this next event because we're now on everyone's radar and these teams that are top teams in the world for a reason are going to be looking out for us and it is going to take a lot of effort and we're putting in the effort that we can every bit of it at the end of the day i think for us that that win against heat back in philly that was the that was where everything kind of clicked it Mm -hmm. it wasn't that you know, we weren't working. It wasn't that we weren't practicing. It wasn't any little thing here or there. It's the confidence. And you hear Matty talk about that in some of his analysis of it. It's, it really comes down to that mental component of the game. You just have to believe in yourself. And when you struggle and struggle, you have to find a way to push past the barrier. And that was heat for us. When we beat heat, it was the realization, we can beat these guys. Of course we can beat these guys. Yeah. Why were we doing this earlier? Okay, well, let's just do it. Let's just let's just play paintball. We know how to play paintball, and yeah. it it showed in Chicago. And we got to continue that into Cup. And we got to believe in ourselves. And no matter how the score goes in any game, you got to hold that belief all the way through. That no matter what the score is, we can pull this back. We can win. Like that is always a big thing that I've tried to pull into my game over the years. Is the game's not over till it's over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't you, know, you can't sleep on any team that you're playing, and they can't sleep on you until that buzzer, the last buzzer is hit, because. Things can change in sports, yeah, very quickly.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. And 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 if I'm not mistaken, Heat won Philly. Yeah. So, i've I've had that similar moment when where we it was I forget what year it was, but we beat Impact, and they went on to win the tournament, and we were their only loss in that that whole weekend. Yeah, so same same thing. Not only did you guys beat Heat, but you beat. A team, the same team that went on to win the tournament. So that, that obviously, you know, that was like a no du- dude, like if we can, if we can do this, the yep. sky's the limit, man. And yeah, like you said, it, sh- it showed in Chicago and now dude, take it a step further, man. And if, if, uh, if it means that now you guys advance, I mean, obviously everybody goes in one game at a time, right? Just one game at a time, get to Sunday. Or, or, you know, get to the next game. But obviously we're all working towards Sunday. No fucking yep. duh, right? Yep. But it's like, it's that, that one game at a time and that, um, I, I don't know if it's that kind of that stardom and respect thing that we were talking about, where it's that mm-hmm. idolization is kind of like, it's now kind of balancing itself out. And it's it's like, dude, we're we're one of those guys. We're one of those teams where yep. it's now, it's now time to start respecting us because we'll fuck you up. Yep. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm stoked like watching you guys play, and obviously, There's I would love, there. I would love to do it with you, but um, it's, yep. it's absolutely just awesome to be able to see you guys and yep. really kind of um come into your own, uh, yep. and and you know be a team out of Ohio. On top of that, yep. Well, and I think the key for us
1: is it's just being humble too. It's recognizing the successes we've had, not getting a big head about it, and and knowing that we have that much more work to put in Uh because i mean all those teams out there have years decades of experience above and beyond what we have at this level and it's going to to take a lot more effort on our end to continue to prove that we are a team to be feared and we we've shown that we've shown that in chicago but we've got to continue to prove it and that's that's the key i think as you mentioned the world cup is a turning point for us this has to be an event where we put just that much more effort into the game that much more effort into preparing for every match the scouting everything we do is mm-hmm. if we got our guys are I probably have half the team right now watching go sports and watching other teams playing and just taking notes we you know that's something that our guys have been doing because we're trying to take the game to another level for us and it is it's recognizing the success but being humble in that success and knowing that we have that much more work to do to continue to sustain this level, but also grow to that next level.
0: Yeah, because there is, It's just like you said, man, there's another level. Yep. And then when you get to that level, there's, there's another, another level. fucking level. <laughs> there's another fucking level. It just, it just doesn't stop.
1: Yeah, man. So you, you're at
0: the top. You're, you are your own boss at the end of each level that mm-hmm. you have to defeat and then, and then move on. I mean, just yep. fucking life. Right. Um, yeah. I want to go back to, uh, to your beginning again. Uh, when you really kind of started cuz that was that was a long tangent but it was fun yep. <laughs> i tend to i tend to do that i get on so many fucking tangents <laughs> um but when did it start kind of becoming really serious for you um was this before you started playing college ball and how did even that kind of come about
1: yeah i would say i really didn't start playing competitive paintball till 2008 i mean i played my first tournament 2005 local TPA event and then we spent literally every penny we had just to show up to the event <laughs> you know in 2005 didn't practice cuz we spent all our money on entry and just played the event yep. and then in 2008 we started playing some local 3 man stuff and i would say for me i would i would classify like 2008 where i really started to get into playing competitive and and running the teams that i was on and that kind of transitioned into college and the growth element in my game came about in those college years because I was playing four or five days a week, pretty much all year round, because in college, uh, the University of Akron, they have this beautiful field house, indoor place. We actually were able to go out and get approval from the university to shoot reballs in the field house. I don't know how we did that, yeah, but right. we did. And we got we got ten thousand reballs. We would show up every Tuesday night and drill. We would go out to the field on Saturday and drill. We play tournaments on Sunday i played college ball so that season ran from the end of the psp to the start of the psp at the mm-hmm. time and you know and it was just playing through the winter and college ball playing through the summer in the psp and nxl and um it was every weekend and we would during the summer we would go out to i don't i don't know if you know uh dan dempsey from underground sports but he has a an old field in kind of central how it used to be indian springs mm-hmm. and um kind of a legendary field in this area and kind of Akron area years ago. And, you know, he can't operate as a business. They changed the zoning, all this stuff, but he has this, the space where, you know, he could let us as, as friends go out and use the space, just kind of like going in his backyard just to play. And we would go out there and we would just drill during the week and we would show up there and drill. And then we'd show up to the field house and drill and we'd show up on Saturdays and drill and we play points on Sundays. And if we weren't doing that, we were at tournaments and it was for, Three and a half years, just I don't think I missed a weekend of playing paintball for three and a half years, three sixty five, um, and, and that was that that moment of growth. And I, I talk to a lot of young kids all the time. They're getting into the game and they're they're asking, you know, what gear do I need to buy? How do I get this gear that's going to help me be really good at the game? It, it's it's not the gear. Like the, there's so much similarity and. At, at a entry level. You can buy anything and be good at an entry level. You yep. need to put more money into playing if you really want to be good. And I think first you need to really define what you want out of the game. Do you just want to play with friends? Do you just want to have fun? Do you want to play and beat the best? Well, once you define that, if it is I want to play and beat the best, well, you need to put more money into paint. Like mm-hmm. The more paint you shoot, the better you get. The whole 10,000 hours rule it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert at something. Yep. That That's just the basis of, of being good at anything. And I think that was kind of that that growth period for me of just jumping from you know, barely being able to hold my gun at a deep or level to just growing and being competitive throughout the divisions. And, and that was kind of the foundation that gave me an ability to jump in and be a part of this program years ago back at, at Drop Zone. And, and then how that's transitioned now as being the uh, the team dad, team captain, whatever you want to call it, of getting the team organized and together and handling all the logistics and all that kind of fun stuff. Team supervisor. But team supervisor. Yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. High, highly paid job. Definitely recommend that for any kid looking for a career. You make a ton of money as a paintball team supervisor would definitely yep. recommend. Um, <laughs> it would get paid in a lot of things. And I do my, my guys thinking about it. I really appreciate it when they do you get paid in and, welts. Uh, you get paid in welts and they're, they're great. But yeah, um, Uh, Yeah, that's just kind of my progression through the game and and college to me was that chance to just play all the time. And when you play in a college level, what's really exciting about it is you have the ability to own your experience because at a college level, if you're lucky enough to be at one of those colleges that are are giving some money to fund the organization, that's great. But you also have the ability to fundraise because at a collegiate level in the NCPA, a lot of those organizations are club sports which basically means you get to use the university's name, but you have to raise all the money to support your program. Uh You wanna play paintball? Go raise some money, go sell some candy bars, go do something, and we would raise between 15 and $20,000 a year on the ask of, send us to Florida to play paintball for free. I mean, and that was a way for us to help our players and and a lot of these, at Akron especially, we were a commuter-based school, you know, you know, there's not a a wealth of highly experienced, competitive paintball players in Akron, Ohio. Mm -hmm. It it was a small group of us. And then we would just get all these young kids in that just came to have fun and try something new. And we had a chance to get them into something at such a low cost because we did the fundraising. I mean, we made the nationals event every year free for our players. We would raise the money for that. And we were paying 50 bucks a person to play tournaments. Um, all in, that's 50 awesome. bucks a person to play tournaments because we're doing this fundraise. You can own your experience in college. And that that's what I think is really powerful about playing in, in that league because you want to get better. You can put in the work to raise the money to play the game that you might have a hard time funding otherwise. And so that, that's a great way to grow. It's a great way to learn. It's a great way to meet people and network and, and just get to know all kinds of people across the industry.
0: Yeah. It- I always wonder what it was like uh, being on the inside of that whole collegiate league and, and, and the teams in general of yep. of really kind of how the workings and it, how, all the logistics behind it. You know what I mean? It's, it's
1: a fun experience above and beyond anything um, that I think when you get a chance to play that game, I mean, I, I remember... I think it was Todd and Maddie commentating and and they were talking about how when you play at a collegiate level, you know, you're on the field, you're at each other's throats, but as soon as you're done, you're sitting there with a bunch of beers, arm in arm, sitting on the sideline, you know, just cheering and rooting or counter coaching all the other teams that are playing. And that was the atmosphere. (laughs) Like it was, it was one big group of of, of players that just love playing the game. And it was just this fun atmosphere. And, you know the logistics of it all it can be a challenge and that's why you know I'm I'm so grateful to Dave because he literally gave me their 13 page constitution that they had to get approved for their student government to approve the paintball club at Ohio State you know to be a an official club sport mm-hmm. and I took that and modified it for ours and it's there's a lot that goes into that I think the challenge with that in the collegiate level is it's so hard to find that person that's going to take on and be that leader of the organization because there's, there's a lot of forms and insurance and logistics and finances and credit cards and all of that that go into just, just showing up and buying paint at a tournament. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got to submit cost estimates and come in with your credit card to buy that paint. And it's, that's a challenge. So that's a challenge. It's really hard, but I would, really just put it out there to anybody who is in college now or will be going into college in the future and loves playing this game and you, you want to take your game to another level or you just want to have fun. Like, that's such a cool experience. I, I am so grateful for my time playing in college. Uh, you know, I got to play against my two best friends like I grew up playing with. One went to OU, one went to OSU. We got to play against each other in college. And that was just, we, we would always try to find each other on the field, so, you know, <laughs> Adam's going Doritos. Hey guys, we'll change up the game plan. I'm going Doritos this time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a fun experience. I would, I would highly recommend it for anybody who can. I mean, never pick a college based on uh, whether or not they have a paintball team. Pick a college because it's, it's good for you, but you can, you can build your paintball team at, yeah. at any college or university. It's, it's not that hard. I mean, I would open up anybody, find me on Facebook, Instagram, anything. I'm not that hard to find. And uh, I'd be happy to share more. I, I've done that many times for many people. Uh, I'd be happy to share the documents. I think I have them all saved on some hard drive somewhere. So.
0: <laughs> I do have a couple questions about reball though, because I didn't, I never really yep. had any experience with reball, but mm-hmm. one were they, were the balls oiled? That and, is key. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: that okay. is key. Yeah. We get a big at tra- the beginning of practice. We get a big trash can and we throw all 10,000 balls in and we throw some vegetable oil in there and we just kind of shake them all up in that oil you have to do that, and then um, trying to remember exactly what brand we bought. I mean, they were just the solid yellow ones.
0: Did that and, fuck um, with the flight, though, at all? Nope.
1: Surprisingly not, but you have to turn your guns, your, your pressure, um, down so you're only shooting 250 feet per second or lower.
0: Because the ball's Anything heavier, other, right?
1: I think that as the air at a higher pressure comes out, the ball compresses more so. And it creates uh, a non-spherical object, so then it just would go all over the place when it came out of the barrel. Uh. So at the lower pressure, the ball wasn't compressing as much in the barrel and keeping more of a spherical shape. Uh, what for whatever reason it is, when we would turn it down to about 250 or under, they would shoot straight every time. Yeah. Uh, but anything above that, they're just going everywhere. Now I know there's a lot. Th- there's probably a whole new design to balls. I mean, pickleball now and all those reball designs—they're completely different. So you may not have to do that, but. The ones we had to do years ago um, definitely had to turn down to 250.
0: Huh. That's and yep. 250 sounds so short. Like <laughs> I just feel like it's yep. barely coming out the end of your of your end your barrel. That that was why we did a lot of drills.
1: I mean that that was really um, close quarters, snap shooting yeah. communication drills. We had to get really creative with how we set up those those fundamental practices because it is <laughs> shooting 250 is a very different speed than 300 and uh you're oh not God. playing full field
0: at all with no. that. Now no. were you guys uh you were playing in the field house you said mm. uh yep. with that were you playing on like the court like on the yep. basketball um, court? Uh so
1: their field house was a big football field astroturf.
0: Oh perfect.
1: Indoors. So we're playing on astroturf and um the pain was always picking them up because at the end of the day you've got ten thousand balls all over this field house and the one thing we could not do is leave one ball unfound like we had to pick up every ball they did not want to find extra balls i mean sure. there was a little crazy there's a lot that went into that but we would actually take tarps and they had these nets they could lower but the nets are like three inch by three inch holes they're not stopping paintballs yeah they're stopping and like footballs hang, and shit yeah we would hang tarps on the nets at the edges of the field. And because we're shooting 250 and we're kind of in the center of this big square, essentially, uh, of tarps, the tarps would kind of catch the balls as they rolled up to the edge of them. And, and it made it a little bit easier to control that. I think that was really a, a huge time saver for us. But mm-hmm. the thing that was weird is Ultimate Frisbee also wanted to use the field house. And they would let Ultimate Frisbee use the field house at the same time <laughs> we were playing. <laughs> and you know the the it was a football field divided in half and we're on one half and they're on the other half yeah and we have masks and they don't have masks so there was a lot of concern there on my end because we had to just trigger discipline yeah. which way the barrel's pointing how we're setting up drills tarps aren't really going to be designed to stop these things we would try to set up as far away from them as we can it was always just this big challenge and uh, ulcer causing incident for me every time we do it but it was uh it was the only way you could play in the winter because otherwise it was, I mean, Warzone. We'd drive up to Warzone in the winter, which was great, but we're in college. We didn't have to go with every weekend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, that was one of the nicest indoor fields I've ever had a chance to go to. It was such a great place.
0: It was insane. Um, it was insane. Yeah. But, yeah. dude, I, I have to admit that I probably think that the Ultimate Frisbee guys got the shit end of the stick on that one because, one, they had the deal – with, like, you guys playing there, but the noise, just the noise probably from the guns was probably like, oh, my God, what the fuck are these guys doing? They hated us. They absolutely (laughs) hated
1: us. But, uh, you know, I I would clearly argue to Club Sports if they would let us have gone outside and set up on campus uh, on any of the outdoor fields, we would have done Mm. that and played in the cold and and the snow and whatever. We we wouldn't have cared. Um, Ultimate Frisbee could have gone out and done that, but they didn't and so we mm-hmm. had to deal with us on the indoor field.
0: So you know what ultimately I think would have been sweet or or possibly an idea was you know the the collapsible batting cages. Yeah. Do yeah. like obviously they're not huge but just like do a setup where it's like, you know, I've two bunkers in there but they you're snap two snap shooting bunkers like fucking temples or something. Like yeah. small temples. You can come oh. over the top and shit and then do like a a uh, a fold away Paintball netted, uh, baseball cage. Yeah, batting that's cage. brilliant.
1: I love it. We I've seen people that have done that in like videos. of People they have in their basement with nets kind of set up, and they just snap shoot in their basement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's there's always ways to get around your circumstances, yeah, and to put in the work, and it, it, and whether it's finding a way to do that, going to the gym and putting in the work to just be there physically, yeah, like watching. Footage and just trying to learn from the footage and the commentary and, and the moves being made on the footage. I mean, we have that luxury now where yeah, you, you subscription to Go Sports, you can watch a lot of paintball footage.
0: Mm-hmm. Still not as good as being there in person. I feel no. You can feel. I feel like when you're there in person, you could feel the tempo of the game and you can. Yeah. I could. I can sense. Like I, I'm, like I remember being there in Chicago and I'm like I'm sitting there watching paintball again, and I'm like, dude, I can just I can sense when a guy's going to move or what his thought process is, and it's just like such a different level. Um, oh yeah, but going back to the, to the, the college uh, fieldhouse thing, how did you guys deal with the air issue? So
1: underground sports actually had what was a just store in Cuyahoga Falls, which is about 10 minutes away from campus. Mm -hmm. So we got to know Dan really well over the years, and we would go up to underground sports, and we'd fill up our air there, and we would get one tank, essentially. So we would take any amount of tanks we had. Some people had two, three tanks. You would take every tank you could. You'd fill it up, and you'd show up to practice. And the field house practice was limited. I mean, it was very structured and scheduled. Our practice at the field house was from um, 10 o'clock at night to 11 o'clock at night uh, on Tuesdays. And we could go in at, I think, 9.30 to start setting up. And we had to be out of there by, I think it was 11.30 or something like that. Yeah, right? We had that kind of window. So you only had a short window to actually run your drills. And really, you're not getting through all the air at that point. But we would bring multiple tanks. And that was really how we did it. It it, it was a challenge. We certainly didn't have air on site. But find a way to make it work.
0: Yeah. That's, that's one thing that would be really nice um, even here would just be like a Uh, just a portable little compressor to fill those little 4,500 tanks. Um, But I know there's a way you can do it with like you getting like a scuba tank and actually filling it up that way and uh, having a scuba tank on site.
1: I think we had talked about that, but the university wasn't allowing us to bring something like that on site just from a liability standpoint. I, I don't remember where that went, but there was something about we couldn't do that or, maybe it was just the transportation of carrying a scuba tank and rolling it all the way in there. That was going to be a pain. Sure. I don't really remember why we chose not to do that, but, um, yeah, I always think about- they, I've seen some of those, um, some of those, uh, compressors now that are out there that you can get to fill just, you know, a, a 4,500 PSI tank. Really? Um, I uh, think I know, I, th- I think Chris I was talking to crystal. I think he talked about getting one for his place for Colton to be able to, to drill. Um, his place but i'm trying to remember if they've actually done that or not they had done some research and found some i don't remember if they ended up actually getting that
0: i feel like that kid's gonna be good man he he keeps (laughs) that he puts in yeah
1: yeah and that's that's the thing he just has to he has to continue to have a love for the game i mean he certainly does now as long as he continues to love the game he's gonna want to play he has the skill once he gets to that point where he has the physical aspect to it too he's just He's putting in the work. I mean, you see him out there. Yeah. I think he's got to get his legs. <laughs> and, and he will. I mean, and that's the, that's that's what's really crazy to see with some of the kids that level up that are just, just so dedicated. They mm-hmm. love being there. They love the game. They love being around the game. Um, that's really cool to see that because it reminds me of when I was growing up. And yeah. just, you know, you craved being at the field on Sunday. Uh, you know, whether it was, I can't go till next week cause I don't have the money yet or, or whatever it was like, you just craved being at the field on Sunday. And, um, it's cool to see that it's just, it brings you back.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine getting in, getting into it as young as he did. And yeah. it, I, it has to be, it has to be a difficult, I mean, having, you know, having kids myself, it's like thinking about presenting this thing to my son and then trying to keep him, showing his interest and keeping his interest Mm -hmm. as he grows up and he discovers all these other different things that are cool because there's so many fucking cool things out there that it's like you know you (laughs) can go in any direction you can find something sweet there's so many niche sports in in you know or just regular sports in general that can catch somebody's eye or attention and you know getting into it so young and continuing till you know your teens and 20s and continuing playing and everything is that's got to be difficult
1: it's that time clock we all have those time clocks we're up against and uh it can change obviously you know things in life change but uh yeah i'm I'm all for scuba diving i'm all for all those kind of things i'm an adrenaline junkie so yeah put me out there i'll I'll find i'll find hobbies that are real expensive to get myself into but paintball for some reason it's just it's it's stuck and i think it was it was the friendships you know at first Mm -hmm. it was my two best friends and when by the time they kind of got out of the game i had already made other friends that just kind of kept me going with it and that that's really been, that's been it for me that over the years, I've always, you'll, you'll, you could ask anybody probably in, in Ohio has Josh said, he's going to quit playing paintball at some point in his career. And it's like, yeah, I'm always saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to quit next year. You know, life's coming up doing some other things here, whatever. And then next year comes, oh, I, I still love the game. Still going to play. yeah I can't, can't give it up. And every year it's just, you get more and more love for the game. And, and, um, it's just, it's exciting. It's real exciting to get to, uh, Step on that field and and now play against the best teams in the world.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, especially at this point. I mean, with where you guys are at, um, and and just the level of play no pun intended, but yep. uh, you know, just uh, it's it's really exciting. Now, how did you and uh, Columbus level come to be? So, going into
1: the end of the 2018 season. Uh, we'd been playing at drop zone and Dan less at a drop zone. It was really a big part of what started this team as it is today. And it was just getting to a point where financially speaking, a lot of the players on the team just weren't going to be capable of continuing to, to commit at that level. And Dan was doing a lot for us and all that, but there's always limitations, right? Um, and so coming into the end of that season, we were going to lose almost the entire team to the point that we were going to have four or five guys left paying, you know, a thousand fifteen hundred dollars just to show up to uh, probably more than that, just to show up to events. Yeah. And we'd have five people playing. And then it, it was essentially going to be the, it. it was, that was it. I, mean, I remember we left world cup that year with some of us tears in our eyes because it was the last hurrah. It was the last day for paintball. And, um, and then in, in that offseason, we were talking about as a team, like, what could we do? And we were looking around to see if there was anything we could do to keep it going. And, you know, um, I don't know if you know Cody Shook, but Cody Shook had reached out to me and, and had mentioned that, you know, we, I, we, Dave had talked to us over the years about, you know, there's interest as he was building Level Up, and Level Up was a new field at the time. And he had talked a few times about, you know, trying to get us to come out there. And, and it just became this opportunity where Dave stepped in and said, I've got a passion for this. I want you guys to succeed. You're all my friends. I think that we can do something great here and I'm willing to stake you on it. And he came in and he put it the support that made it possible for a lot of those guys to keep playing and it just spiraled out of control and became its own beast from there where you know now we have Dave and his connections with Chris and Dave Youngblood at Die and I mean, they came on board right away and said, we believe in you. We want to support you. We want to be there for you to to make something great happen. And it, it, we just, we couldn't do it without without our sponsors. I mean, between Pando and all of the people at Dai that have been behind us at every step of the way and, and Falcon and Ninja and New Balance, it just, that just kind of blew up because of Dave's connections. And. If you've seen the interview with Dave and Maddie, he really goes into how much he just put in the effort to be the best he could be at his job, loved paintball, loved working, working hard, and just built those connections out of that hard work and that effort. And because people believed in Dave and Dave believed in us, it created this opportunity to keep the team going. And then it's just blossomed out of that and it's exciting to see because, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, we wouldn't have this right now without Dave. I mean, that was part of the conversation we had in that offseason: how do we make this happen, and and how do we take this to another level if we could even keep it going? And it was you know, the best chance is going to be to to talk to Dave, and and that's why I'm just so grateful for Dave and what he's done um, for this team and
0: this program. Yeah, it, dude, it's it's uh, it's honestly really cool to see and it's it's one of those things where this will be this will be let's see you guys went turn pro in 20, 2020 2020 yeah that's right yep so this is yep. so it's almost like it's almost like you guys been through a full season with yep. there only this being was, this was our sixth event yeah <laughs> but you know you know what i think really helped though is that you guys playing all of those um uh, I forget what the hell was the it called? The pro
1: practices. Yeah, they did the pro practices that they did some broadcasts. Yeah, 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 those things. Those, those have been huge. Yep. So that was that was awesome. And that was great because, you know, the pandemic happens. I mean, that was that was a weird experience, right? You get a chance to go pro, go to Vegas. We don't do terrible in Vegas. You know, we take infamous to overtime. We beat Aftermath and you know, have some struggles with AC Dallas and, you know, have a competitive game with Dynasty before falling apart. And and we're excited, okay? We we belong here, and then everything shuts down. How are we going to even get to practice? Can't even get out of the house or quarantine. And um, then all these conversations start popping up around these pro practices, and we're like, well, this is awesome. We'll jump on this right away. And then some of the regional events started opening up some open divisions, so we started jumping in those. It was like, how can we just get something going? You know, playing the open events we played the msxl we won that played um an axpl event won that and then um playing those pro practices it was, it was huge i mean that was yeah. how we could make up the, the gap I mean, you talk about these teams that have had decades of experience like, how do you make up that gap when you have a j-rab who's out there playing every day getting better every day and already has a decade of experience on you how do you make up that gap well, it was just that was our opportunity and so between vegas and and cup in 2020 that was really the way that we just got in whatever opportunity we could to play paintball we were going to take it and and we did and it was awesome i mean we always treated those events like a practice Mm -hmm. we would rotate every guy We, we were you know we couldn't show up on fridays to practice on the practice layout like some of the other teams did and we were just simply showing up to treat it as a practice and put in the work and, and get better. We didn't care if we won a single game as much as we just put in the work to get better at those events and become better as a team operationally and on the field. And those those were huge for I think all the teams that participated in that program.
0: Yeah, I mean just the the fact that you guys played as much paintball as possible just proves that you guys want to you know you want to be a top tier team. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's slowly accumulating into that, and uh, yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm super excited for you guys, and I think it's uh, it's going to be a great event. The field looks awesome, Um, looks really interesting.
1: I'm I'm real excited. It's a pretty crazy, uh, creative field. So I'm Mm -hmm. loving some of that center play. Uh, So yeah, dude, the center play looks sweet.
0: I'm glad that the, the snake is segmented out. Mm-hmm. like you have to make bumps in the snake now like yeah. the actual gap bumps not like this Yep, you know Straight these other yeah, yeah dude I I like the ones where you got to you, you slow it down just a hair to a yeah. point to a point where you're playing yeah. more like um you know you, it's not just a within 20 second or not even that within like five, 10 seconds of the game, you're worried about the guy at the 50 because it's so fucking easy to just go make snake off the break and just crawl right to the 50. I like being able to play more gaps and be able to have these, because even as a snake player, you know, having gaps to do a quick shot through to possibly shoot somebody, shoot it, you know, shoot a pack or whatever it may be, and then bump forward and bump down, it just, to me, it makes it more fun. So, it looks, the field looks really fun to play more
1: dynamic than linear you know you just yeah. have that one job get to the 50 shoot yeah, that, it gets repetitive but if you you get to be creative that that's what's fun about the game that's why i love this layout it's very creative
0: yeah it's gonna be fun to see man well hey yeah. where can uh where can people find you and uh and, and follow you and if they have any questions about the collegiate side or uh anything in general how can they uh, get a hold of you Yeah, so uh, check me out on Facebook,
1: just Josh Lehman. Pretty easy to find. You'll see a picture of me in my green jersey with Lehman on the back, so that's pretty easy to find. And then uh, you can also check me out on Instagram, uh, Lemonated. It's a whole other story behind my my nickname. Um, One time someone in elementary school mispronounced my name once, and I told one person in paintball about it. One time, and now my nickname is Lemon. So that's why you probably hear Maddie call me Lemon on the webcast occasionally.
0: That's how so, I first was introduced uh, to you, yep. was Josh yep. Lemon. <laughs> lemon. Yep. So it's it's Layman, by the way.
1: Uh, but yeah, my, everyone calls me Lemon. And so Lemonated is the Instagram uh, handle there. So on Instagram, on Facebook, if you have any questions about Collegiate Paintball, reach out. Happy to share. Um, just connect and share your stories about Paintball. I love talking about the game, so I'd love to hear from someone.
0: Hell yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time and doing this and, and kind of uh, spreading your knowledge about the game and your journey and struggles through everything. And it was uh, is really, really cool to hear. Yeah, no, of
1: course, Carl. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on this. It was an honor to get to talk to you and just kind of hear a little bit about your background too and, and share my story. This is uh, it's a lot of fun. So thank
0: you. Absolutely, man. And I'm hoping to be uh, and see you guys. Um, probably going to be after Cup. But... Um, yep. I'm, I, I want to get down as much as possible down and, uh, and, and play with you guys more and more and dude, It's 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 fun, man It's fun when you see guys at that same level and taking it as serious as uh, As they should and it makes yep. it more it makes it fun It makes the just yep. the game fun and when everybody is playing at that high level, and it's just fucking tense Whenever you're on well, the field we'll,
1: we'll be out there all winter with the fire going so we'll have uh, some s'mores set aside for you
0: Fuck yeah winter fucking paintball sucks god damn it Yep. yep. <laughs> all right man have a good one yeah. and the best of you luck too. at cup and fuck people up well, yeah we will do that thanks carl have all right. Night. later brother later thank you josh appreciate your time brother and good luck down south in that little florida area for uh do the, the sandy grass the sandy grass of florida Good luck, and good luck to uh, all the boys down there uh, on Level Up, who are, I'm sorry, Columbus Level, who are down there, and, uh, and grinding it out. Good luck, and everybody, too. Good luck, man. Whoever's going to Cup, good luck. Play your asses off. Um, I know we're still, like, a week away, but it's blink of an eye it'll be here. So, it's going to be sweet. Um, yeah, so big thank you everybody for listening thank you so much make sure if you have any collegiate questions go ahead and give josh a ring all of his tags and his ads are he probably just heard him if you're listening to me right now uh but give him a ring he'd love to chat with you about it and uh, because you know there's people out there who are in that position not knowing really what to do or knowing how to get maybe something off of the ground at their uh at their local level so or college level so Give him a little ring ding. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Be careful out there this weekend. Uh, Play your asses off. And, uh, and yeah, make sure you uh, don't text and drive. Keep your eyes on the road. And we'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.